Hey, one more thing before you go. This is Over the Teacup Sunday, and in this episode, we're going to wrap up what we could accomplish with our limited series about the 2023 Oscar-nominated films and talent. Today, we're going to explore The Fablemans, the 2023 Oscar-nominated film produced and directed by Steven Spielberg. This film is loosely based on Spielberg's childhood and is the story of Sammy Fableman as a young man from 7 to 18 as a young adult. Through Sammy's journey, we discover a shattering family secret, a true purpose in life to create movies, and the power of these movies to help us see the truth about each other and ourselves. I'm your host, Michael Hurst. I'm here with my lovely co-host and wife, Diane. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday. Welcome to One More Thing Before You Go. Hey, Diane. Hey, Michael. You know, we didn't get through all of the Oscar-nominated films like we wanted to before the Oscars, but I think we've done better than we have in quite a while, actually. Yes, I agree. We've seen more than we normally get to. So the ones we didn't see were in the theaters and just, you know, we're homebodies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that homebodies in the... Unfortunately, COVID is taking a wild turn and the flu's out there and, you know, anything and everything is crawling around and, you know, we yeah. would, uh, we, as much as we would love to, we, we missed a couple of the shows that we really wanted to uh, talk about. The Whale, the whale. Uh, for Brendan Fraser and um, uh, The Way of Water, Avatar The Way of Water. And yeah. uh, we didn't get a chance to see Tar, T-A-R, yeah. uh, those three, but... It's been really fun reviewing and watching and reviewing these movies. I think that uh, uh, they've had uh, an immense amount of creativity that is flowing through the Oscars this time. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to be um, pretty tight. I mean, there's a lot of them that seem to be front runners, but I don't know. It could always surprise us, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a hard choice because we have favorites that we really, really like. And um, it's it's really hard to choose, at least in my opinion, it's really hard to choose which ones uh, we need to win because I think that the ones that we have reviewed, each and every one of them deserve to win. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think so. Mm-hmm. The actors within them, actors and actresses, they deserve to win. The cinematography deserves to win. The directors deserve mm-hmm. to win. The yeah. ensemble cast in totality deserve to win. But, you know, as we all know, you have to have somebody that wins and somebody that loses. Yeah, it's got to happen. Yeah, unfortunately, there's no, well, I guess your your consolation trophy is the nomination. Yeah, I mean, not everybody can say they've been nominated, so that's not a bad thing. I think I've been nominated for stuff, but I won't say what they are. It is out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty words. I've been called dirty words a lot. (laughs) Nominated for the bleep of the year. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's it. Sometimes okay. in my old life as in my old okay. life. I was going to say, I don't know of any of those. So <laughs> yeah, mostly in my old life. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk about the Fablemans. Um, yeah. The Fablemans is a 2023 Oscar nominated film. It was produced and directed by the legendary Steven Spielberg. It stars Michelle Williams, Gabriella Bell, 
Paul Dano, and Judd Hirsch. This film is loose, a loose adaptation of Spielberg's childhood growing up in post-World War II era in Arizona. There's always an Arizona connection. Connection. <laughs> and, and but usually it's it's unfortunately, usually it's not a good thing. Um, this is okay. Steven Spielberg lived here. Exactly. That's cool. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and this, it, within this movie, um, he, there is a beginning to Steven Spielberg's inspiration. Uh, and then when he moved to California, of course, everything changed. And uh, we have Steven Spielberg as we know him today. Yeah, it was, um, I knowing that it was sort of, sort of based on his life anyway, um, I love biographical things. I, anything that's like a true true story or based yeah. on a true story. I love those. So um, and it, it, going in, I already knew I was going to love it. And, and I did. It was a great movie. I agree with that. I agree with that. And, and obviously we, we know Steven Spielberg for the, I mean, he really has made a, an outstanding contribution to the film arena and to uh, being, you know, a part of our lives from so many different perspectives, yeah. you know, uh, the Indiana Jones movies alone. Mm-hmm have created such uh, um, a history, such a relationship with uh, adventure and with uh, uh, Jurassic Park. I mean, look at everything that he's created. It's just been a... Classic movies and E.T. And E.T., exactly. I mean, there's just so many. Well, what we see in this movie is, and I'll go a little more in depth here, but what we see in these movies, I think, and in Steven Spielberg's movie, in this particular Steven Spielberg movie, we have a better understanding of where his love of film got started. And, you know, in some perspectives, you and I have talked about this in when I was a child, um, he and I mirrored in, in, in numerous ways. Obviously we both took separate routes in life, but, (laughs) but I can see the similarities because I, you know, we see him pick up an eight millimeter camera when he was a kid. I picked up an eight millimeter camera when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He went to his first movie theater and fell in love with the aspect of, of, and you see this in the film. It mm-hmm. started his whole his whole love of film. You know, mm-hmm. they took him to a, a movie theater, and and he was infatuated with what was up in the big screen. Well, it 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 we'll see it in the film, but <clears> um, <throat> it was based out of a fear from going to the theater. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. To, to conquer his fear, his mother brought this idea up and it just never let go after that. He was like hooked. Well, in, 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 you know, it is, we as children, I think all are enamored by the, the big screen. I mean, you go into these movie theaters and what you have is an immense immersion into um, uh, whatever's happening on the screen. Mm-hmm. You 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 become part of it. You get more involved in it because it's just so. Especially as a child, you know everything up there is on a a, a huge screen, seventy foot screen. You know, not just something on TV, but immersed. Right. You have a surround sound that's completely around you. You can mm-hmm. feel everything. You can see everything. You get drawn into the scene, so to speak. Yeah. So watching him you know, learn this and see the, seeing the joy in his face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I say his as in the actors that portrayed him, you know, you kind of get the idea that, you know, wow, I've been there. I, I, I've experienced that. I understand that. And mm-hmm. we can, well, look at us. We continue to be enamored by it. 
Yeah. I, and so we can all relate to it the way he, um, the reason that he picked it up and, and stayed with it and loved it. We can all kind of relate. Well, you want to hear my little review? Sure. Just a little review. I should put my, uh, my glass, my, uh, my film review glasses and pipe in. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a pipe. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. You know, Mm. uh, the film is steeped in nostalgia and emotion. It's set in post-World War II, Arizona, as we said before. We follow a young man named Sammy Fableman, who's Gabriel LaBelle. He does a brilliant job, by the way, as he discovers a shocking family secret. We follow him through his childhood, adolescence, and young adulthood as he explores the power of films and how they can help us to understand the truth about ourselves and each other. It is not an easy task as he faces daily bullying from his classmates and a strained relationship with his parents. He is a Jewish family. He's part of a Jewish family, so um, he experiences the racism as well. Through it all, he finds solace in the movies. He watches Finding an Escape in the Stories, as we just said. I think we all do that. We, we seek that. And he helps to develop characters that... Um, and falls in love with the ones that he's watching on the big screen. The performances from the cast are simply outstanding. Michelle Williams and Paul Dano both give a nuanced and heartfelt performance as Sammy's parents, while Gabrielle LaBelle captures the wide-eyed innocence of Sammy as he navigates through his own personal journey. Judd Hirsch does a brilliant job as Sammy's grandfather, but the entire cast is excellent, and it's LaBelle who truly stands out among the rest. The younger Sammy is played by Matteo Zorian. He does a great job. His sisters through the years are played by Keely Karsten, Alina Brace, Julia Butters, and Bertie Barita. And they all do such a fantastic job as well. Um, I, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. I did too. I actually think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And I went in thinking it was going to be great. So um, I loved it. I would not, um, I I wouldn't hate if they won. I I don't think they will. I think they're, I think it's just too, uh, the competition's too steep, I think. Um, But they could, I mean, who knows? They could, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Um, I think everybody should see it, especially because Steven Spielberg has been such a, a huge, like we talked about it, a huge influence on all of our movie going and movie seeing for what, 30, 40 years. Um, oh no, longer than that, Jaws. That was the first movie. Um, it was definitely my first drive-in movie. It may have been my first movies. My first memory of actually being at a movie theater of some kind. And it was a drive-in and it was Jaws. And I was traumatized for years, years. So thanks for that, Stephen. Um, so yeah, he's been a part of it for so long and, and creating it for us for so long that um, he would absolutely deserve to win. You know, I, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't think he will, but. Well, it, it is, I think that he creates an environment for us that we can experience things from, uh, again, I think he brings us, draws us into the film itself. He draws, draws us into the story, into yeah. the characters. I mean, look at Harrison Ford. Harrison, they're getting ready to do Indiana Jones 5. And is it 5? 5. Wow. And wow. how do we know Harrison Ford? I mean, other than Star Wars. Yeah. 
but he is Indiana Jones. I mean, but that's he is what, Indiana what, Jones. What, period. Yeah. I mean, he, he emanates Indiana Jones, plain and simple, and we know him as that. In most sequels, a lot of times when we watch a sequel to something, um, it's kind of like, well, yeah, this kind of worked. Well, you know, wasn't the same. Yeah. But with the Indiana Jones line in the Jurassic Park line, it seems to just be a continuation of the story, not right. just another another film. It's a continuation, mm -hmm. another chapter. And it seems to go seamlessly, I think. Yeah. No, I um, I love Indiana Jones movies. And Indiana Jones, the ride at uh, Disneyland is really great, too. That's good, too. I think they, they closed it for... For something for cleaning or for yeah so it's down for a little bit and they may unfortunately they may replace that but anyway oh. that that's a whole nother talk yeah. um about the fablemans the fablemans to give you a, a further exploration um they explore the importance of family secrets and how the power of movies can help us to come to terms with them overall this movie is a powerful and a moving film that will leave you thinking and feeling i think that we i i definitely felt uh, everything that was going on in that movie. I don't know if you did. Uh, I as much definitely as... did. Yeah, definitely. It, um, it really pulls at your heartstrings. Yeah. Uh, there's comedy, there's drama, there's, um, sadness, there's, um, disgust with the, uh, when he's being bullied for being Jewish, that's, it's, <laughs> you want to just come through the, the screen at the people, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, it's all every emotion that he was trying to evoke. I think he definitely did. Well, it, I, I, I enjoyed it. it, it obviously, we were debating whether or not we were going to enjoy it. I, I will be honest, um, because understanding and knowing what kind of films that Steven Spielberg has brought to us, it was, it was kind of from a different perspective this time. Yeah, it was from a personal perspective. And um, that's the one thing that you can get out of this film. You, when you go there, you get to understand a little bit of how Steven Spielberg uh, emerged in this industry, how he was able to build an empire in this industry, his love for it, his passion for it, where that came from, and how he integrated that, his passion, into everything he did with a camera. Mm-hmm. And he, he brought other people along with him, too. I think people that, um, well, like in the movie that uh, everybody will see, that he enlists a lot of his friends and his, yeah. you know, the classmates uh, to make these little movies that he started out making. And you see how it actually changes some of them as well. And they're like, oh, wait, this is, I get it. Like, this is cool. I can, I can actually put this emotion elsewhere and people will understand it. And I think that that was kind of cool that he, he was able to really affect others. And um, I think, you know, the thing to know about this movie is it's, it's not like Indiana Jones. It's not like Jaws. It's not like Jurassic Park. It is much more along the lines of E.T. So if E.T. happens to be your favorite Spielberg movie, you are definitely going to love this movie. If you weren't so much of an E.T. fan, I still think you should see this movie just to understand where Steven Spielberg has come from. Um, and I don't think you'd be disappointed. I think it's a great movie. And I, I just, there's not one thing I hate about it. Well, and, and, you know, I know I said this already, but I'll say it again. The performances of the actors, uh, the, the beautiful cinematography. I mean, he takes you back to the sixties. Yeah. I grew up in the sixties. So going back to the sixties, 
yeah, I could I could relate to that. I was watching the movies because I went, oh wow, he did a really good job in taking us back to the '60s. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember those cars. I remember the 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 way the movie theaters were. You know, you and I have had conversations where uh, my dad used to, when when um, we didn't go to school or whatever, we he would drop us off at the Peak Theater downtown Colorado Springs, and and we would watch uh, a double feature, and he'd yeah. go to work. Mm-hmm. Or on a weekend, if he had to go do a job on the weekend, he'd drop us off at the Peak Theater or the Chief Theater, and those were the two in Colorado Springs at the time. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just, you know, it was like walking into magic, man. And mm-hmm. and he did that in this film. He took you back to that time period, he took you back to the clothing. The, the, the uh, costuming was great. Um, the set design was great. And, uh, you know, it's it's an examination of the power of movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he makes this incredible film that captures, I think, like you said earlier, pain, anguish, uh, the joy of growing up, as well as the power of friendship, love, family. And uh, I think that, you know, everybody out there, you shouldn't really, you shouldn't miss this. I know that it's getting close to the Oscars and you, you may or may not have your choices picked out already. And if you haven't seen this movie, you really need to take a, take a look at it. Yeah, because I, like I said, I, I think it, it definitely has a chance of winning. Um, I, I don't know if it will because there's, oh gosh, the competition is just so fierce this year. Um, and <clears throat> anything everywhere all at once is just taking everything. It taking seems everything. Like. In fact, they just won a bunch of Spirit Awards and uh, SAG Awards and DGA mm-hmm. Awards. And um, yeah, they're really, they're really taking the gambit. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's got some really stiff competition, but it's still Spielberg. I mean, it is, you know, we wouldn't be shocked if he wins because it's Spielberg. Well, it, as I said earlier, the center of the story is Sammy Fableman, and Sammy Fableman is theoretically Steven Spielberg. Um, it starts out of him being a young man, like seven years old. Uh, the film opens up in New Jersey in 1952. Uh, it's his first visit to a movie theater. As as you said, Diane, earlier, his mother thought she could take him to the movie theater to, to help him overcome well, no. the fear. No, no, no. He he was he got the fear from the movie. Oh, fear from that's right. He got the fear from the movie. So, so that, after is seeing it, the movie, he had yeah. some some fear and he couldn't sleep, and so she decided, "Here, let's do this." That was it. And the movie, I mean, he was haunted by the powerful imagery of Cecil B. Right. Cecil B. B. DeMille. Yes. I'm ready for my close up, Mister DeMille. <laughs> Oscar winning the greatest show on earth, 1952. And uh, young Sammy Fableman returns home seeking to recreate it. And encouraged by Mitzi, his doting mother, Sammy discovers an irresistible passion for making home movies. And that's what I said earlier about him picking up an 8mm camera. Um, So there was no sound, but he was able to take that and recreate some environments. In fact, he recreated the train scene that was in The Greatest Show on Earth. And it, it was, he was obsessed with it. Yeah. He you never know. put it down to that. Yeah. That was it. Um, as a result, his creative projects become increasingly ambitious. He was inspired by John Ford in The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Uh, that was about uh, basically uh, John Wayne as a gunfighter dying. And uh, Jimmy Stewart, one of my favorite uh, actors, um, along with John Wayne, but uh, uh, basically, Jimmy Stewart is reflecting upon the life and times of uh, Liberty Valance. And uh, it's a great movie. 
And John Ford is a great filmmaker, and I understand where he got his uh, his nuance with that, his uh, uh, addiction to that style right. of filmmaking. But it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I said earlier in, in the the broadcast, uh, he had a life altering family secret was hidden in plain sight. It puts a strain on the family ties, and uh, that influenced his work as well. So he almost you'll find that throughout this, he almost left. Um, becoming a creative individual because of all that was transpiring in our personal lives. And I think we may have all come to some point in our lives where we experience the same thing. So, yeah. you know, you can relate to this movie, I think, from a personal level as well, because whether it be filmmaking or photography or being a painter or an actor uh, or a sanitation worker, whatever yeah. you are doing or have a passion for, sometimes family gets in the way from being able to pursue our dreams or to fulfill them the way we need to fulfill them. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention in this, there is uh, another character, um, and I should have given him credence to this, the uncle. But he's not really an uncle, though. No, not really an uncle. But played by um, Seth... Uh, Rogan. Rogan, thank you. I was, I was thinking that was wrong for some reason. That no, Seth wrong. Rogan. Yeah, Seth Rogan. Um, he, he's great in this, too. I mean, he... Um, yeah, it's... I, I have to say, I think I actually think my favorite character in the whole movie was his mom. And I don't ever want to know if his, if the way he had um, Michelle Williams portray Mitzi, I'm hoping that that was very, very close to what the truth was about her because, um, gosh, she was so cool. She was just cool, especially for the times. She was not your typical mom. I don't think. I mean, she took really great care of her kids. I'm not saying that, but she just had this effervescence about her that just nothing could bring her down. And, and she was strong and, and knew what, knew what she wanted. And I mean, to a point, not in a great way. And, you know, it, she got what she wanted, um, not without some pain. Uh, but, it just she's just so strong and and yet you know even in the face of bad stuff she still tried to really keep it you know optimistic and and never really letting things get so bad that you know how i don't know how to explain this but she just was a different um things could have really really destroyed her as a person and she just didn't let it happen well, and, and we're not going to give the whole story away because we want you guys to see it. But in essence, you know, you will find this in some of the traders and the clips. We're not going to tell you what the family secret is. That is something that you'll that will be divulged um, when you watch it. I think it, the only way to really understand it is to watch how it under unfolds. Um, that's the only way to really feel the full impact of it. But uh, you're correct. I think that Michelle Williams did a fantastic job, and, and we watched um, Steven Spielberg with uh, was it. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Stephen Colbert, where he had made comment that he had was on set, and when Michelle Williams and Paul Dano showed up, to, that's who he, he plays his parents in the in the movie. Both of those people play his parents in the movie. Um, that somebody tapped him on the shoulder and said um, that Michelle and uh, Paul are here, and he turned around and. I think he just turned around and and lost it. He he tears to his eyes, 
because he saw his parents. He literally saw his parents. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did a great job with the costuming and he was even shocked by it. So, yeah, it, um, I think that, uh, even with that respect, I think it gave him, uh, some time with his parents again and to be able to tell the story in such a way, because you will find throughout this movie that, um, again, it was written by Steven Spielberg and he had a partner writing it as well to keep it on a, a perspective, I guess, to make sure that it wasn't all one-sided. Right. Um, but basically they present to us what he grew up with, the uh, racism against Jews that he grew up with, the um, inner workings of a family that is struggling without being honest with each other, the power of communication within a family and in the being locked into at the time, what were norms, you know, his mother gave up a creative career Mm -hmm. and you will understand this, you know, when you watch the movie, I think that this film gives the opportunity for each one of us to understand and relate to the fact that families have trouble. Sometimes we don't always communicate it properly. Sometimes it doesn't always come out like it's supposed to. We lose that communication and everybody in the family has something to lose. And, you know, they had, they didn't communicate that properly in, in many instances. So we can relate to the family because everybody within the family gave up something. They didn't want to move from Arizona to California. But when they moved to California, certain doors opened, but certain doors closed. And, you know, each member of the family had their own, I gave up on a dream of my own. And I wasn't able to fulfill that. But that pushed Sammy into really saying, I want to make my dream come true. Right. I think that's what we see within this. We see the tenacity. We see him saying, I want to tell stories through the lens of a camera that everybody can relate to and everybody can touch upon. And they feel yeah. something within those movies. They can live it. They understand it. They're, they're family-oriented. Uh, if you really look deep inside all of Steven Spielberg's films, you will see that there is a family connection. Mm-hmm. In some perspective, there's a family connection where they kind of have to stop and go, oh, yeah, now this brought us together mm-hmm. because of this, this, and this. Whether whether it's a blood blood related family or or not, I mean, or like not. in Indiana Jones, is everybody that's you know from Short Round in the first one to I can't remember, I I can't remember characters' names, so I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> but yeah, all the way through, everybody is connected as a family, whether they are actual family or not. Yeah, he points out that basically points out that you don't have to be blood to be family but also the importance of family and communication yeah. and to not let anybody stifle your creativity or your ambitions or your career, you know, for any reason in that, although family can step in and create some obstacles mm-hmm. that we have the opportunity within ourselves to overcome those obstacles, you know, overall, I think, you know, this, this, everybody played their part really, really, really well. It was, it was, it was really great. And, and I like that, you know, coming away with it, showing that we all have to find that tenacity to get what we want and we can't give up. 
no matter what obstacles are put in front of us, we cannot give up. And I, I think agree. that that's how we can all connect to this movie that, you know, we've all felt like we've lost out on something or, you know, we get to a yeah. certain age <clears throat> um, and feel like, oh God, it's too late. I can't do that now. Well, it's probably not, you know. It's never too late, as they say. Sometimes your, it feels like it. But. That's finding your purpose. I mean, sometimes you yeah. got to find your purpose and sometimes it comes in different arenas and different perspectives. But I think that uh, Steven Spielberg did a fantastic job with the writing and with the direction, the cinematography, the set design, um, the casting, mm -hmm. uh, integrating the cast within each other. I think when you look back on, on all of Steven Spielberg's films, you find that the people that he has put in those those positions in in the cast in the roles that they embody those roles in that yeah. he allows them the freedom to embody those roles at such a point that we can connect with them as if we know them yeah that's I what agree. i like about steven spielberg's movies no matter which ones they have been now obviously you've overcome your fear of sharks because you we've watched shark week <laughs> yeah i actually get in shark week now in uh, shark week now my seven-year-old self would never have believed it because I thought sharks were everywhere. I thought they were in my bed. I mean, it is crazy. It is crazy how scared I was um, and stopped going to the beach and, mm -hmm. I mean, just all kinds of things. So, um, yeah, it, it's this movie is everything you would expect of a Spielberg movie. And, but, more. and, and more. more because it is his story. You know, and what's kind of sad, didn't his dad, his dad passed away like before the movie came out, but they were already like in production or something and his dad passed away, right? Yeah, they were in production with it. They knew they, they were going to write about it. And I think his mother did as well. She passed away uh, before it was released as well. But his his sisters were able to come see it. Yeah. Um, so they were with him during the premiere and uh, they from what I've heard, they loved it, it just as much. And, you know, I mean, it must be ironic to be able to look up on the screen and see your life being displayed to everybody. Oh, um, weird. But at the same time, I think that he played, um, yeah, let me see if I get the right words for this. He allowed the presentation of his life story to be put out there in such a manner that we empathized with him we mm -hmm. have a better understanding of him where his inspiration his motivation his technical ability and his power of um, embracing the slow process of uh, growing up and pursuing a dream mm -hmm. to be a filmmaker and, and to tell stories and to share those stories with the world and yeah. you kind of get a really up close and personal in my opinion, you get an up close and personal perspective of Steven Spielberg and mm -hmm. who he is as a person and how he didn't let certain things like bullying stop mm -hmm. him. And racism and yeah. 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 I think that um you know, I always love Steven Spielberg anyway, but um I just feel like um everybody can now be more connected to him just knowing his story. From that perspective, I agree. It was really, really well done. I I loved it. Well, and and I again, it, I, you know, it's I, I'm afraid to give things away from the movie that are just. I know, it's so hard to talk about these movies yeah. and not give too much away. But there are some things about the movie that really 
I mean, the brilliance. And anybody that knows anything behind the scenes, I will say this. I I have worked, and you have worked on movie sets. I I trained to be a director, and in a line producer. I I've been an actor. I understand all aspects of filmmaking, from the budget to the casting to the above the line, the below the line, how to set a production schedule. Um, I understand tracks and dollies and booms and everything needed to give you the shot that you're going to get from close-ups to long shots to, you know, uh, uh, dolly tracks to everything. The brilliance that he used to emulate all of those aspects of filmmaking as a child, but not having that equipment was amazing. Yeah, the stuff that he, I guess you could say he jimmy rigged some stuff and and it worked. It worked. It did. It, he was able to create exactly what he wanted to create. And from a young, young age, young age, young age it's, it's cr- pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So what you see in Steven Spielberg is a master at work. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that it shows too, that he, he really got the best from both of his parents. His dad had an engineering yeah. mind. His mom had a creative creativity you know, my a creative mind and boy, they really melded those two things with Steven Spielberg. Like he got the best of both. 100%. And the tenacity to go through with what he needed to go through with to get where he's at today. And, yeah. you know, his first walk into the building at uh, where he's got, where he now has offices, mm-hmm. you know, was like, he was enamored by what was there. And, yeah. you know, he got to, you know, go he in there. He couldn't believe he was there. Oh, and, you know, yeah. he, he goes in there to meet, well, let's not give it away. I don't want to give it away. He goes in there to meet uh, an icon in the industry. Mm-hmm. And you can see the wide-eyed child within him. And the nervousness. I mean, and the nervousness with yeah. it. Yeah, the first time yeah. I walked onto Paramount Studios, when I walked on the set of Star Trek Deep Space Nine and mm-hmm. was standing behind the director, standing on the deck of you know, the, the, the starship, it yeah. was like, wow. <laughs> You know, it, it yeah. just gets you. It just, it was amazing, an amazing experience. And so when he did that and I'm watching him, I'm going, yeah, I felt that. I understand that. I felt that when I walked into that studio. So, yeah, he brings that to us. Anyway, yeah. overall, your recommendation, Diane? Oh, see it, see it, see it, see it. It's it's awesome and you will not, you will not be sorry for seeing it. And it is, like I said, it's more of an E.T. movie. Um, than some of his other movies, but um, I mean, who doesn't love E.T.? Well, exactly. So, you know, it, I, it's definitely a movie that needs to be seen. I agree with you 100%. I think that uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to see it yet, please see it. You can rent it for $6 on Prime. It, it, uh, I mean, if you don't want to buy it, that's cool too, but you can rent it pretty cheap. Walk, watch it from home. I highly recommend it, especially if you're anyone that loves Steven Spielberg's films. If you love acting, directing, producing, understanding where that creativity comes from, how to put it together, how to create a film from your mind and your heart, and understand family and the perplexities of the family and how a secret can destroy a family in that, depending upon how you handle it. If if they let it. I say, yeah, depending on how you handle it. 
right. whether or not you know you can come through it in the in in the in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, go see the Fablemans, watch the Fablemans, rent the Fablemans. Um, you can't vote for them because um, you know unless you're a SAG member, but I guess um, you know root for them if you if you're a fan if you're a fan 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 fan. Anyway, any last words before we go? Um, no, I was thinking if there was anything I would ever say to him if I um, got to meet him. I, there was a question I was going to ask him, and I can't remember what it is at this moment. So if I asked you one more thing before you go, Diane, if Steven Spielberg walked into the room right now, what would you ask him? <sighs> yeah, it didn't help. <laughs> It was, I was thinking about it earlier that, oh gosh, I would want to ask him this. And I just, yeah, it's gone. Dang it. <laughs> I think uh, getting old. <laughs> I would ask Steven Spielberg, I think from my perspective, I would ask Steven Spielberg. I mean, it's very difficult because in this movie, it kind of shows the heart of where he originates from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would just ask him. <laughs> so you can't go anything either. I, I would ask him if he wanted to stay for dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Uh, that way we could just talk about yeah. all of his movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, 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 that works way the, for question, the questions would just come to us. Then, exactly. Yeah. So back to everybody Sunday. Listen, thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. We really appreciate you joining this Sunday with us. Thank you for uh, being a part of One More Thing Before You Go family. Uh, some things are changing in the next few weeks. Please uh, take note of it. We are still uh, us. We're still One More Thing Before You Go. We're still over the teacup on Sundays. Uh, but we are bringing you some new and uh, exciting episodes that are going to be uh, coming about here in the next few months. Uh, uh, kind of a slightly new direction. And uh, you'll see some new artwork showing up here pretty soon and so forth but it's still us please support us that helps us to bring you a valuable content you can buy us coffee you can go to the website at before you go podcast.com and uh, support us there there are several links and or subscribe to us uh follow us write us a review send me an email if you have an idea for a show or want to be on michael Watch us on YouTube. michael at one more thing before you go.com that's michael at one more thing before you go.com and yes Please watch this on YouTube. There'll be a link on the website. You'll see a link in, within the episode webpage uh, that you can follow. Go to, to go and watch it on the website as well. So one more thing before you go. Have a great day. Have a great week. And thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.